Hello and welcome to Follow Me and Die. I am your host, Larry Hamilton, and today I'd like to talk about Marmalade Dog, what I'm running. Marmalade Dog is a local convention held at Western Michigan University here in Kalamazoo. This is the 24th year for Marmalade Dog. It's run by a student group here at the university, so the cost is very reasonable. I believe it's only $5 a day, $15 for the weekend, and if you sign up as a game master before December 31st, each day that you run a game, you get in free. Plus, game masters get a game master shirt. They have all kinds of role-playing games, fantasy, science fiction, and so forth. Pathfinder Society is very strong, and there's a, several tables devoted to them. One year we got well organized and we had an OSR track at Marmalade Dog. It's around 300 people and when it's not Easter weekend it's a pretty good crowd. They also have board games and war games. So yeah they have Warhammer and several other miniatures related games and they also have the Artemis cubes. I guess you have some sort of a space simulation game and there's a few vendors there, uh, t-shirts, dice, some games, used games, new games, and it's a very relaxed setting. You don't sign up for a session until they open up signups for the table, and it's first come, first serve, and if you don't show up when it starts, you could lose your spot. But other than that, there, well, even with that, when I'm running games, I, I'm glad to squeeze in more people if it's possible. I'm going to be running a game each day. It starts tomorrow, Friday, at 3 p.m. the first session starts, and I'll be running a Delving Deeper session. Friday there are two four-hour blocks. Saturday has three two-hour blocks. The first one starts at 10 a.m., and then there's the final block on Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And I'm running one session Friday, one Saturday, and one Sunday. And as I was looking over the schedule, I was surprised to see that the middle session on Saturday doesn't have any role-playing games. There might be some Pathfinder games, but Pathfinder is listed separately because they have a lot more games running with that. So I'll definitely be available for pickup games or my card game. So if you're in Southwest Michigan and you want to get together and play, I recommend you come. And if you're not in Southwest Michigan, often there are small local cons of a hundred or so people, maybe less, where you can get together and get to play. So by way of hyping my games, I'm going to talk a little bit about the scenarios I'm going to have. My Delving Deeper scenario, and for those of you that haven't heard about it, Delving Deeper is... I describe it as OD&D, but organized. It's, you can get one book from Lulu for $5, and I try to wait for coupons for free shipping, and I'll get several and take them to cons and sell them at cost. But for Delving Deeper, I'm running a scenario I first ran at Yukon here in Ypsilanti, Michigan, a couple years ago, and it's called, No, Really, It's Me. And the idea is a group of doppelgangers 
are tired of the adventurers coming down into the dungeons and caverns and killing all their food and killing themselves. And they're going to do something to try to go back and convince the adventurers to stop going there. And I've got an interesting little mechanic. The uh, doppelgangers are using some ancient technology that their shaman has deciphered and put to use and it allows them to use these medallions to take the form of the adventurers they've replaced. And since they're able to take the form of these adventurers, they can actually wear their gear and so forth and it's more convincing. The drawback is it blocks off their ESP capability so they can't communicate to each other like they're used to. And there's a chance that you'll forget that you're a doppelganger and think that you really are this person. And moments of stress make that interesting. And should the character be killed, when you flip the body, there's a chance that instead of waking up as a doppelganger, you wake up as that person. If you wake up as the doppelganger, you run from the stats on the doppelganger side of the sheet. This scenario requires people to really buy into the role-playing aspect of it and to be creative. And there's not a lot of combat unless the players choose to get into combat. The one time I ran it was with three players, a young woman and two guys, and they really got into it and had a blast. And I'm looking forward to run this again. I'm going to bring it with me to GaryCon, so for pickup games, that'll be one of the options. The Saturday game I'm running at the first slot, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., is a first edition Gamma World, my scenario Vault of the Ancients. I first ran it at GaryCon last year, and I ran it at Yukon this past fall, and I'm going to be running it Saturday. And it's basically a group of adventuring types, mutants and humans and mutant humans and whatnot, have a talking box that was talking about this place of great wealth and mystery and then it stopped talking and you've gotten to the general area that it was talking about and you're trying to find this place that it was talking about and so it's about the different characters that will be working their way there which reminds me i forgot to mention for the delving deeper scenario players will roll up the stats for their adventuring characters and pick the backstory and whatnot. And I've got a few interesting questions to ask them to help them flesh that out. And we'll be operating with just a index card. I may go with a larger than standard size index card. And for Gamma World, I've got pregens. I've developed some plant-based characters, some uh, mutant humans with different qualities, some pure strain humans, and a few twists in there to make it interesting. I gave them all a little backstory and just to make it quicker to get rolling. And then on Sunday, for the Sunday, they've only got the one slot. I'm running Advanced Dungeons & Dragons 1st Edition, and my scenario is called Wolves Among Us. You can probably guess that there's rumors of werewolves and trouble with that scenario. I won't go into too much detail. It's a new scenario. I have yet to run it with a group, so we'll see how that goes. I think I'm going to let them generate their characters at the table and determine a certain level for the characters. I'm debating what mechanic to use. I'll probably randomize what level they get with a die roll 
and uh, have a chance that they somebody in the group might have a magic weapon or something. We'll, we'll just kind of see. That's another one where combat is not inevitable, but possible. And it's, I guess, more of an investigation type game. But it depends on how the players go about it. It could be quite interesting. Like any game, if the players decide to think and ask questions, they may get better results than if they run in swinging a sword. That's about all I can say there without spoilers on those three scenarios. I like to uh, mix up the rolling of the dice with a little bit of fun. And it's all about buy-in. When you sit down to the table, buy-in to the common story, the game master buys into what the character concept is for the brought by the players and the players buy into the world presented by the game master so i'm looking forward to a lot of fun if you have never been to a small local con see if you have some near you there are several sites out there i've shared elsewhere on the podcast and on my blog sites for that i'll be sure to drop in a couple links for that again find your local cons if you've got a local con in a time of the year that's kind of the off-season for the quote-unquote big-name cons, go to those. And if you've never been to a con, go to a smaller convention. It may not have all the bells and whistles and glitz and glamour that the bigger ones have. There may be some hiccups with things. It may be very simple and basic. But you get people that are there to game and have fun. If it's a local con, you may find a new group of people to game with if you're having trouble finding an in-person group of people where you live. Because you don't have to spend a lot of money to go to a local con. Since it's local, you don't have to worry about a hotel. At most, you have to worry about gas, maybe parking, and some meals. You're going to have to have a meal anyway, and in a local con, unless you live in a really expensive part of the country, lunch and dinner is not going to be that expensive. Easy to budget. Plus, local cons don't tend to cost very much. Some are one-day cons, some are two-day cons, and some may be three-day. There could be even some that are more. And if there's no small local con, if you're really ambitious, you can try to start your own. I don't know anything about trying to do that, so I'm not the one to ask. But if you've got a small local con, call in and let us know. What is it you like about your small local con? Have you ever been to a small local con? Have you ever run a game at a small local con? For me, Marmalade Dog has a special place because it's the convention where I ran my very first convention game. So while I'd run games before, I'd never run one at a convention. And for some reason, that was more nerve-wracking. But once I got past that first time, it got easier. And I found my groove and honed my style as a game master. Now there are certain games that I've developed and... I'm glad to run at a drop of a hat, so I'll be bringing several different games I've run in the past to Gary Con. so if you see me at Gary Con and we have a chance to play, we can run them, and some of them can be run a lot quicker than a full-blown four-hour time slot, especially you get enough people in there thinking and putting their heads together, they may come up with some more unique solutions. So I really appreciate everyone taking the time out of your day to listen. I hope you are all having an excellent day and game on. And here's the end blurb. You can find Follow Me and Die at my blog, followmeanddie.com. 
here on Anchor and the other places where my podcast is syndicated. Follow me and I on YouTube, and you can find me on various sites where you see my social media avatar by the amazing Satine Phoenix. I have a social page on my blog that directs to all of my various social media. To get more of my thoughts and opinions in the realm of RPGs and games, check out my other sites. I also contribute to Multiverse.World by the new TSR. If you like the podcast and the other things I share online, there are a few ways you can support my efforts. First, tell me and tell others. Just getting the word out is important. Consider backing me on my Patreon. Patrons get a vote on what PDF I publish next on one bookshelf. You can check out my growing list of PDFs at either DriveThruRPG or RPG Now. And if you like what you see, please let me know. And if there's something that doesn't quite suit you, please let me know. Constructive criticism is very important for those of us who publish our own PDFs. I also have a Teespring store where you can get a shirt with my logo. The same one by Satine Phoenix. Thanks for listening, and game on!